Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. I've entitled today's message, Here I Am. Here I am. The Lord pressed upon my heart to share with you on the topic of influence. Okay? Who you are and where you are in life. I watched this, uh, uh, this cool online coaching uh, session with Matthew McConaughey this week. I don't know if anyone else caught that. There was 2.2 million people watched it. Uh, Tony Robbins was on there and other, other great speakers. And then, uh, uh, oh, come on, a football player was on there as well. But when the football player came on, you could tell who had the Holy Spirit in him. You see, because when the football player was speaking, he didn't shy back. And I'm telling you, after he spoke and Matthew came back on the stage, he just said this, amen, 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 and amen. Now, I know Matthew McConaughey goes to church, and I know that he has some background, but the man that, that, that went uh, before him was a man of Christ that gave, gave credit to the Lord, and everyone knew what he stood for. So... I, we, I've said this all the time. How many times have I said this? If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. What are you going to stand for and what are you going to stand on in life? If you're not standing on the word of God, everything else is like sinking sand. And the storms have a way of proving that. So I want to talk about where you are and where are you going in life. Because the, the, one of the coaching things was to draw out a map, you know, of the vision. We all know Proverbs. Well, you might not know Proverbs twenty nine eighteen says where there's vision, we perish. Or there's no restraint. Okay, And so having a vision is really important, but one of the hardest things, and it was echoing through the whole coaching session, is will you admit where you are in life right now? Could you admit where you're at right now? Are you willing to admit with yourself for a moment and before God where you're at in your life, not just where you want to be, but some of the things that you need to deal with in your own life? Right? And so I don't know if you've ever struggled with feeling less than what you're worth, or maybe the level of your impact or the lack of your influence. You feel like you got more to give and you got more to influence. Show of hands. Do you have more to give and more to influence? There's got to be more in you to give and to influence. Right on. I got everybody today. That's good. I don't usually get that kind of feedback first thing 7 a.m. But maybe you're having a hard time keeping up and you're running behind. Maybe you're showing up late when it comes to initiate. Well, welcome to the club. <laughs> Just so you know, when I go through these things, are the things that the Lord presses upon my heart that I'm sensing, but some of the things that I'm dealing with in, on my own level, my own capacity, and where God's calling me. So we all struggle from time to time. So I want to uh, give you a boost. I want to give you a shot of uh, anointed adrenaline. Can I do that? Anointed adrenaline, not a motivational speak, you know, but I want to get into the word of God to lift you, to equip you, to empower you to what God is calling you to. And calling you through. You see, God has positioned you for such a time as this. Your position and your purpose is found in the person, and that is Jesus. Say Jesus. Oh, that was weak. Say Jesus like we're lions. There we go. He's the name above every name, right? If we're going to walk away with one name, one word, it's got to be Jesus. In Philippians 4.13, Paul speaks to the church in, 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 Philipp, in Philippi, and he says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Now, just before this, he says, I've learned to be content in every situation, whether to have plenty or whether to have lack. He's learned to be content. Why? Because he can do all things through who? 
Christ, through Jesus, who gives him strength. So where you're at has a direct effect on where you're called to be. Do you know that? Where you're at has a direct effect on where you're called to be. Even if you felt behind running late, I'm going to show you how you're going to get ahead today through God's word. I mentioned influence. I mentioned influence. Influence is the capacity to have an effect on the character development or behavior of someone or something. People, things, events, they have influence on us, do they? Yes or no? Just as we all have influence on others, yes or no? Hmm. First Peter 2.9 says, For you are a chosen people. Say, I am chosen. Say it again, I am chosen. It says, you are a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into the wonderful light. How many feel like at times you've been walking into the darkness? Okay. Well, he said that he is the light of the world and whoever has the light will not walk in darkness. We got to remind ourselves of the revelation that he is the light. And I've got the light. Say, I've got the light. Right on. I know that you, you have a job. You got a job to do. And if you have an identity, you also have a purpose. You used to be this, but now you are this. You were created and you were chosen. Say, I am chosen. It's no surprise that when you show up that you wear what you bear. Do you show up as a priest or do you show up as a prisoner? What did we just read? Who are you? A royal what? Royal priesthood. So how do you show up? Your identity has a lot to do with your influence. Do you know who you are in Christ? Do you know who he calls you? Do you show up lit or do you show up and quit? Do you do just enough to get by? Because that is the definition of laziness. Doing just enough to get by. So when you show up, what do you wear? Many times we don't pay attention to how we show up or even what we put on in the morning. And we are called in Ephesians 6, 10 to 18 to daily put on the spiritual armor of God. You wear what you bear. You wear what you bear. Most of what you say, we know, is in your body language. Just like I can tell if a person has the joy of the Lord as their strength, the Holy Spirit, whether it is acting and working in someone or not, you wear what you bear. He is the vine, we are the branches. And we are to produce what? Much fruit, not little fruit. What kind of fruit? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You wear what you bear. What are you wearing today? Come on, yeah. 
Well, if you came in half naked today, get dressed. Lord Jesus, I pray you put on the full armor of God on us right now this morning. If any man did not pray it this morning, put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth on our feet, the shoes of the gospel of peace, in our hands, a shield of faith, the sword, the spirit. Lord, put your anointing on us right now this morning. Put so much oil on us this morning that nothing will be able to stick and anything that try to come on us will be washed clear. Just like the shepherd puts the oil on the sheep so that they can see, put it over our eyes right now. Keep the bugs out of our eyes, all the distraction and everything that's been trying to cloud out our vision. I pray that in Jesus' name. And Lord Jesus, through your Holy Spirit, we invite you to produce that fruit in us right now. We ask for it. Ask, seek, knock. We ask for it right now. We ask for that joy to be our strength this morning. We're not waiting any longer. We're not gonna, we're not gonna limit you anymore. Joy come into this house. Joy come into this vessel. Come into this heart so I can pour out to those that need it most today. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Ephesians 5, 1 to 2 says, imitate God. Imitate God. Therefore, in everything you do, not some things, not when it's convenient, because your calling is never convenient. Imitate who? God. Therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Be like your father. Imitate him. Don't be like the world and the ways of this world and and the, the influencers that are nothing more than fake. Imitate him. Imitate him. It says, live a life filled with love. Follow the example of Christ. He loved us. He offered himself as a sacrifice for us. A pleasing aroma. Woo! You know when you walk into a place and something stinks? It ain't God. <laughs> it ain't God. We were driving on our Harleys this morning. Hey, Coach Delton. I got one, one, of my, one of my boys in the back of mine, another one of my boys in the back of Delton's uh, Harley this morning. And we're, we're riding in, and you could smell that skunk from a mile away, couldn't you? Oh, man. When you know it stinks, it ain't God. It ain't the Spirit. Something just doesn't smell right. When you walk into the room, people should smell the aroma of God on you. They should be like, whoo, something sweet just walked into the house. That's Jesus. <laughs> That's Jesus on me. Whether I showered or didn't shower, when I walk in, God walks in. That's the aroma that should be on us. You know, we identify so much with what we imitate, don't we? We're supposed to be imitators of Christ. But we identify with what we imitate, Speaking of identity, influence, and showing up to imitate, this is where I want to go through the story, where Jesus meets a woman, a Samaritan woman at a well. She meets a Samaritan woman at a well and, and uh, sends his followers away. He was tired, exhausted, he was hungry. They went away to get him something to eat. In the meantime, he's thirsty. Jesus was thirsty, and he had a, a need to fill his thirst But at the same time, she had a need to fill her thirst with the living water. The needs were both natural and spiritual. And the women needed more super in her natural if she was to be seen in a different light. So gentlemen, let's now go into John 4, starting in verse 1. There's a lot of men in the house and a lot of men online. And we're just going to go through all John 4. As, as we were going, that just really spoke out to me. I like how uh, the woman said, Sir, uh, give me this water so that I won't be thirsty and keep having to coming back. So she asked for something, and then the Lord tells her what? Go. Go where? It says, go call your husband and come back. 
It's a setup. We'll get to that. But there's always a process. God is calling us out. You want this? Then do this. You want this? Then do this. Faith without works is dead. You know, show me, show me. You want to, see, you want to see God work in your life? You know, put it to practice. You can, you can recite it. You can curse it, rehearse it, right? But you got to put it to practice. You got to put to practice what what we preach. So, let's let's dive in here. Um, I'm going to start. I'm going to start right away. If you didn't catch point number one, I'd already given it to you. But you wear what you bear. I kind of set things up a little bit different today for you, man. Um, and we talked about imitating God, but then the first one in uh, John 4, 7 to 8, that's the one I want to start with. John 4, 7 to 8. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? Hmm. Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. Jesus used his thirst to quench the truth. Jesus used his, remember, he was God in the flesh. He was thirsty. He was hungry. We just saw that. And he's thirsty. He's thirsty. Have you ever thought that your need or your lack could be an opportunity to intercede for someone else? Come on. Your need, your lack could be an opportunity to intercede for someone else. Jesus was doing it. So point two is that you can initiate in a crisis, when you identify or you, your identity is in Christ, you can initiate in any crisis if your identity is in Christ. Just like you can go to war if you know who you're going to war for. You can go to war if you got the armor on. You can go to war if you got the light of the Lord in you. You can go to war if you're standing on and fighting for the right thing and you're fighting from victory, not just for your own victory. Any battle can become your breakthrough and someone else's blessing. We learn in Matthew 25 that when others are thirsty, Jesus is thirsty. Just as we do for the least of these brothers and sisters of his, we do for him. Right? You know, Friday was Friday was a special day. Friday was a riding day. Every day is a riding day. If you're if you're a real biker, come on. If you're not a fair weather biker, you're like I just I'm just gonna go to my colleague when it's convenient. <laughs> I know the guys that are riding through all the weather clapping. Yeah, Lewis, <laughs> Lewis. Yeah, Colleen. <laughs> Man, that that girl convicts me every time she shows up to church on her bike. I think she shows up to church more than any other man shows up to church on her bike in the morning. So that's a whole other teaching, but I'm not trying to condemn anyone. I'm just trying to inspire you, spur you on. But it made it a little, it made it even more enjoyable when the weather's nice, you know. So yeah, it was a nice riding day. I had plans to trim my beard and then instead I rode my bike. <laughs> Coach DJ met me at the barber. I see, I said, I'm going to the barber, you know, meet me here. And he got there before I went in. So we went out. <laughs> How many times, you know, you got God's plan. You're going one way and he says, all right, and I'm going to, I'm going to direct your path this way. If you just trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. So we start heading off for a ride. Carrie was along on the ride. We're driving by the church. And I noticed something off at the church. I noticed there was a, a bicycle on the Henderson side. And that's right away an indication usually that somebody's in that stairwell. So I go to, I go to check and then here was this woman and she was unresponsive. You know, and I first I went over to her and I shook her and I tried to wake her up. She didn't respond. I said a little prayer under my breath and I shook her again and then she woke. And she, her name was Shay and Shay, Shay woke up and there was drug paraphernalia all over the place 
uh, and then what looked like probably her all of her belongings there in in that in that space in that place in our doorstep. And so we uh, we we helped her up. We got her ran in, got her uh, something to drink, something to eat, treated her like a person, like that was Jesus in that stairwell. And then we offered her some help and and gave her a card and some and some next steps and and then made sure that she was okay and that she was safe. And then we sent her on her way. Now it seems like such a a small thing, and and sometimes to be honest, we're we're afraid to respond because we don't want the responsibility. It feels inconvenient because, well, I was going for a bike ride. You know, I only had so much time. Isn't that right, Coach DJ? We were on a, uh, we had our time, but then God had his plans, his time. His ways are not our ways, nor are his thoughts. Our thoughts are higher. And in that moment, I had a responsibility to respond as a believer and a follower in Jesus. And it, 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 yes, it took away some time, but it it poured into somebody else more in, in turn it felt good. <laughs> it felt good to do what God has called us to do. And so, anyway, we have a responsibility to how and when we respond. I talked about where are you going, but where are you at in your response time? Ooh. In verse 22, verse 22, uh, Jesus says, You Samaritans worship what you do not know. How many people right now in this world that don't know God are like the Samaritans worshiping what they do not know? Idolatry is putting anything before God. This becomes an idol. How many people are putting their time, their energy, their money, their finances towards things that worshiping? And there's, there's might even be people that show up on a Sunday and call themselves Christian. But if you look at their bank account and you look at their time, it'll tell you what really matters in their life. And it's like a huge weight and an aha moment sometimes for us just to take a reset and say like, hey, if I had to stand trial before the Lord and you know there was all these other witnesses on earth, would they say that guy is a follower of Jesus? Would everybody know who you follow and what you stand for? I'm just saying. But you Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know. What do we know? Who is God? Who is our king? Who's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end? Who is the one whose plans and purposes is not to harm you, but give you a hope and a future? Jesus! Jesus! That was Zane! The loudest voice in the room from our young men. Jesus! Yes, Lord. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. It came from that he's going to come out of the Jews. His name is Jesus. Yet a time is coming, check this out, I highlight this, and has now come, and has now come, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks, people that will worship in spirit and in truth. The third point is, our will comes from his way. His kingdom come, his will be done, Matthew 6.10. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added unto you, Matthew 6.33. His ways are not our ways, his ways are higher than our ways, Isaiah 55.8-9. There is a connection between will and way. Are you willing to be the kind of worker that worships in spirit and in truth? 
There are those that want, want the spirit, but they aren't willing to face the truth. Woo! Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. God is both spirit and truth. When you are challenged, will you point people to Christ? It's okay to be real. It's okay to be authentic, but make sure you point them to the advocate. We learned last week the advocate is the Holy Spirit, the anointed one. Your trial has the opportunity to become a test for triumph and a testimony. If you point people to the truth, to the hope, to the good news, to the gospel. Are you with me, man? Okay, I feel something heavy in the house today. Okay? Christ. Some people even want to debate, but if you take the bait, it'll only become a battle. And you can have a stand without becoming standoffish. It's all about your approach. It's all about your approach. The verse is crucial for two reasons. First, this is part of Jesus' correction on the meaning of worship. Okay? The Samaritan woman attempted to distract Jesus from her sin. You notice that? Jesus asked one thing, and then she says something totally different. By asking him to resolve an old spiritual argument. This was the question of where proper worship should occur. Mount Gerizim or the temple of Jerusalem. Rather than taking the bait, Jesus clarifies true worship of God is not tied to a location, but to the intent of one's heart. I read once the, uh, before that the difference between uh, being uh, a critic or critiquing is motivation. It's a matter of the heart. Someone says, well, well, I, I, I'm, just, I, I'm just critiquing. Are you or are you being a critic? Is what you're, what you're about to say and do going to edify, build up, lift up the church, draw people closer to God and closer to one another? Because then you're just being... A critic. You're not critiquing. It's a matter of motive. It's a matter of the heart. Does that sound like worship? This is also important for what it says about the Samaritan woman. She had lived a deeply immoral lifestyle. Now, some might debate that, but we, we just go in what we know that we know that she had five different husbands and this one wasn't one of them. And for and the chances of you to go through five different relationships and it all be godly and the men just taken out and then have another, just, let's just go with what we know, okay? Such that, it's, that she seemed to have been casted out. Even among the outcast Samaritans, Nicodemus, the educated and powerful Pharisee, needed to be humbled in order to be open to God. Read John 3, 9 to 12, just before that. This woman needs to know that she is wanted, let's agree on this, that she is loved and that she is valued. She is wanted, she is loved, she is valued. As always, Jesus meets each person at the exact point of their need. We need to know that we are wanted by Christ and others need to know the same. 
The Samaritan woman has been looking to quench her spiritual thirst with a sense of failed relationships. They failed either way. However they failed, they didn't work out. At first, she did not understand what Jesus meant by a spring of living water, leaving no more, leaving her no more thirst. Based on what she says in the next verse, it seems to be drawing on her what Jesus was really speaking of. Verse 25, the woman said, I know the Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. Drop the mic, drop your bucket of water, go get the people and come back and tell them the Lord is here, the Lord has come. The Messiah you speak of is here, right here, right now. Who are you and where are you in life? has more to do with showing up and worshiping in spirit and in truth. Offering our bodies as a living sacrifice, our true and proper worship. So if you've been struggling with feeling less than less than what you're worth, know that you are valued, know that you are highly favored in the eyes of your heavenly father. Your value has shown through the cost. It was shown through the cost of the cross. The price, God's one and only son, Jesus, sent to die a sinner's death. Would you men stand with me? I see the level of your impact and influence is tied to your identity in him. If you've had a hard time keeping up and feel like you're running behind, it's time to initiate an immediate response with Christ. Fill your thirst with the truth, the living water. That is Jesus. We're just going to invite him in. Paul says in Romans 10 verse 9, if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, believing that God the Father raised his son from the grave, that we will be saved. You got to take him in if you expect to continue to pour out. Don't show up alone next time. Show up with the Spirit of the Lord. Show up with the fruit of the Spirit. Come on. Show up wearing what you bear, and that is the armor of God. Show up attached to the vine, because apart from him, you can do nothing. Nothing. God showed up. He showed up today. Before he even woke up, he was here. And he's ready to move in you, if you're willing. I just want to pray this prayer with you to invite God in. For some of you, might be rededicating, realigning, resetting, knowing for a very fact that you haven't been living up to your potential, which is the person that is Jesus, to be an imitator of him. And I just want to invite him in to our heart and into the situation because he's got great plans for us today and every day to follow. Would you repeat this prayer after me? Just say, dear Jesus, I admit that I've sinned and I'm asking for your forgiveness. I know today's a new day, and your mercies are made new every morning, for great is your faithfulness. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins, and that you rose from the grave on the third day. Would you come into my heart, be Lord over my life? Would you lead me, and would you guide me? Lord, would, I, would you reveal to me what I need to lay down? and where I need to go 
to tell others about you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you're, if you're, if you have invited Jesus into your heart for the first time, or you're coming back to him, you know, there's, there's something the Lord really pressed upon my heart because he pressed in his word. It says, if just one person comes back to him, there's a party going on in heaven. And sometimes we just, we highlight those that are, are, are brand new to the faith and we forget that, that right in his word, it says the angels are celebrating, they're partying the one that comes back. And we make less than someone's first time commitment than somebody's rededication to come back. Like the prodigal son that came back to Jesus, came back to the father. That's us. We're the prodigal son going our own way, spending our own money, doing our own thing until it runs out and we're thirsty and we're hungry. And where do we go to? If we could just be like one of his servants. That's all we ask for. If we could just come humbly and repent, maybe he'd take us in. Oh, he's waiting for you. Not to condemn you, but to save you. You start walking towards him, he starts running towards you. He puts a ring on your finger. He puts shoes on your feet. He puts a robe over top of you. And that's just as important, guys. So if you're coming back or you're coming to him for the first time, put your hand up right now if you're coming back. If you'd be so bold to say, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Thank you, Lord. I'm coming back. Thank you, Jesus. Well, Lord God, I thank you for these mighty men today that have shown up. I thank you for showing up. I, th I thank you, Lord, for your word that speaks with such conviction and love and leads us and guides us. And Lord, if there's anything I said today that was not of you, I just pray it would drop down. Lord, that it would, the word, your words would take root in the heart. Your fruit would, would reveal itself to this community, to our family, Lord, that we would, when we show up and we see our children and our wives, our friends, those that are coming in, they'll be like, there's something different about you today. It's because of what you put in, Lord. We'd want to give that out to them today. Reveal yourself to us in Jesus' name. Amen. And the next is this, uh, uh, where we said, that, hey, we're not, we're not here. This is much more than just a, a gathering of connecting. And, and uh, this, is, this is a service. We're called to serve, we're called to reach, we're called to teach, we're called to mobilize. And we're going to open up the, uh, the stage here and, and make room for baptism. If you haven't been baptized yet, maybe, maybe you were, you know, we've have, we have it all. We have people that were baptized as a baby. They didn't have the choice and now they want to make a choice to step in. We have those that have gone through things in their life and it, it just has meaning for them. They felt led to be baptized. I'm not going to stand in the way of you stepping in the water. Because you're making a public declaration before everybody else saying that I'm all in for Jesus. I will follow him all the days of my life. And when you go in the water, it represents when he went to the grave. When you come up out of the water, it represents his resurrection power in your life. So if you want to step in as we worship, just come forward. If you need prayer, it's just like one of the mighty men to pray over you. Coach Delton, I'm going to ask you to come up. Uh, Rick, I'm going to ask you to come up. Uh, Andrew, I'm going to ask you to come up. Uh, Lewis, you're right there in sight. I'm going to ask you to come up. I'm going to ask four of these. I trust all of you, just so you know. There's four mighty men that I see right now. And as we're worshiping, you, there's something on your heart. You need a brother to lay hands on you, to speak life into you. When two or more are gathered together, that he is there in the midst of them. And whatever they ask for, according to his will, shall be done. So let's worship God. Come forward and worship. Come forward in prayer. And let's praise his name. Let's close this service with Jesus. Come on. 
Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.